Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, thank you for being again with us at the Women in Blue interviews. We have today with us researcher Elena Peifelman. Uh, she's a researcher at the National Research Council in Italy, working in the Institute of Marine Engineering. Um, Elena obtained a PhD from La Sapienza University in Applied and Theoretical Mechanics, and she's currently working on projects related to marine robotics. She develops mathematical models that are at the foundation of uh, control algorithms for autonomous systems. Uh, she, uh, Elena has various uh, research interests, among which blue uh, growth and sustainability surrounding marine robotics. Thank you, Elena, for being today with Thank us you. and Thank accepting, you. Thank you accepting this, uh, uh, this friendly chat uh, to discover more about your personal story and your career path. And I would like to break a little bit the ice with uh, a first question regarding what motivated you and how did it all start your, your desire to pursue a, a career in this field? Was it more the sea uh, the that led you to study engineering or was it engineering that led you to marine? Yeah, it's a nice <laughs> question to, to open uh, because uh, uh, I have to be honest, uh, the start, uh, my start in marine robotic, it, it, it was, uh, I have to say, a, a casual one because uh, I started working this field with the PhD studies. So I um, had a scholarship between, in collaboration with, be, between the Sapienza University and the Institute of Marine Engineering, in which now I'm working. And um, I uh, decided with my two super, adva super advisor uh, to participate in a project, in a European project involved in the um, autonomous marine vehicle it was something that I never studied during my my master because I I studied mechanical engineer, so autonomous uh, system and control in general is something that is really particular in mechanical engineer. You have to choose this kind of field, uh, and I had my degree in um, mechanical system, uh, the study of vibration, uh, and um, in general, the study of uh, dynamics of mechanical system. Uh, so I, I found really interesting this kind of project, and uh, um, because uh, I think that marine robotic can uh, mix all together what I studied during university. So the theoretical my theoretical background in the study of dynamic system at, at the same time what I prefer most in engineering, so the practical part. Uh, and working in this institute, I had the possibility to uh, get experimental work because in my institute, um, there are uh, two of the biggest European towing tanks in which you can perform all the hydrodynamic tests in system. So it was a very, I, I was very lucky to, to be here and to be part to also to an experimental part that is not so easy during university because uh, it's most related to the theoretical part and the mathematical modeling. So I put together all my knowledge 
and it was very, very nice to work in this product for three years. And even now, after the DSD, I'm working uh, in this field. So I stay in this uh, in uh, marine robotics because I really like. Oh, so it was very nice because it was something that started by chance in the sense that you were introduced to marine robotics through your profile and through your research. Yeah. And then you discovered yeah. this entire um, research field. and World, you know, yes, yeah, because mm -hmm. it's not so common in university to study uh, robotics in general because it's something that is new, of course. And I think that... I, I had my degree six years ago, so I think that now maybe, of course, robotics is something that is more into university. And, um, of course, uh, another challenge was to study marine robotics because the marine environment is not so into mechanical engineer because maybe something related to the naval engineer. And in Savienza University, we didn't have this kind of class. So it was an un un unknown, uh, totally unknown field for me. Oh, but that... I, 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 I'm happy to to have uh, to to choose this 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 kind of uh, field. I imagine the things were not really easy to study in your research area, and I was wondering what uh, kept you motivated along the way. Because I, I imagine there are a lot of uh, challenges to yeah. to overcome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think that uh, the field is um, particular multidisciplinary. So you have to face in general in research with a lot of problem and challenge, but uh, in particular in this field because you have to face with different problem because you have the practical one the theoretical one the test the prototype the prototyping the design phase so um challenge are everywhere and uh, i think the the most difficult is when but in general for research when something's go wrong uh, got wrong and something doesn't work so you have to study more, you have to taste uh, uh, for, uh, I don't know, years, your prototype. And uh, the motivation, of course, comes firstly from your passion, because this is um, uh, a beautiful work, but you, it's a work that is related to your passion, your attitude. But of course, uh, I, I also get motivated with my family of course but especially with my colleagues I think it's very important when you found um, a great environment in work uh, if you um, have the possibility to work in team with colleagues but even if the, the colleagues are not in your specific team and you have the possibility to exchange idea even if you are drinking a coffee at work and uh, uh, maybe uh, the, um, the change of idea in this moment is something that opens your mind that you, uh, you never know when the, the solution of the problem can arrive. So it's, um, I think it's really important to have the possibility to share your study with other people, with colleagues. This is something that helps me a lot in my work, I have to be honest. <laughs> 
this, this, is one, this was one of the following questions of who supported you along the way. Of course, that family and friends are there always yeah. to, to support us. Yeah. But as you mentioned, colleagues and environment is, uh, is really important to, yeah. to have uh, next to you. So I was now thinking about what you were saying and... Um, as you came into contact with marine robotics through engineering, I was um, I was thinking about this fact. What if what what's so specific and particular about marine engineering? For example, if you would have come in contact with uh, aerospatial engineering or na naval engineering or something else, what do you think is so specific that attracted you and keeps you in this field of research? Yes, I think in particular it attracts me the, um, the possibility to work with people uh, who have a, a different background for mine. So it's something that is more related to the practical part. So with na I, I work a lot with naval engineering mm -hmm. and um, I totally missing this part the study of the design of vehicle, the design of mechanical system related to marine technology, of course. And this, of course, attracts me a lot. And uh, I also love the part uh, that my background, unfortunately, is related, is more related to the mathematical uh, modeling. So I really like mathematics and uh, automation and robotics uh, has a strong mathematical formulation behind because uh, every system uh, which can be moved, which can be controlled is as behind uh, a lot of mathematics. So I really like uh, um, the things that I can use mathematics to do something practical, something that I can see, I can, I can touch with my hand. It was very, very nice. I think it was a, a switch after university, something that um, uh, transform your, your background from the theoretical to the, the practical part. I think this is one of my best parts. <laughs> oh, very, very nice. And um, of course, as it's very specific field and your research and educational path went into more into mathematics and to engineering. Um, I was interested to know if there were specific moments, for example, in your uh, studies, both masters or PhD, when things got particularly challenging or tough and how did you overcome this if there was any moment like this? Uh, during uh, my studies. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I learn a lot uh, during university uh, because I think university is a process because you come from high school, so you have um, another way to study. And uh, when you have to face with this particular topic, I, I studied the scientific high school in Italy. So something, of course, close to the scientific part, university, but of course something very far at the same time because engineering is something that I, I can't image at the high school. So, so um, I think that during the year I had every exam was a challenge uh, to, to overcome. 
of course, by studying and try and uh, studying a lot, uh, you can overcome. But uh, I think that the most important part, the, um, I realized uh, how to, uh, the best solution, the best way to study engineer, uh, it was to study in group. Uh, unfortunately, I discovered this too late <laughs> because uh, I started to do that only for the last two years, so the master. And um, I, I was uh, more to the, the solitary study. After that, with the class, with the homework, I had the possibility to study in team. And I noticed uh, uh, that it's very important to study in group, but it, in the mixture gender group. So not only women and not only boys to alone, but the mixture is very important because uh, I think that women and men have two different approach. And together with the study, uh, it, it, it's very nice because it's um, you, you get results in this way because maybe woman or oh, oh, me I, I I talk about me my experience uh, we were um, we are more to into the um, the detail and more theoretically more, I, I have to say and men maybe the board my friends in the university were more products more on the exercise, uh, not so studying into the detail, the theoretical part. So this mixture of gender in the teamwork has been a lot to overcome the, the difficulties that I had alone studying an exam. So mm -hmm. I think this, yeah. yeah. Uh, very, very interesting because this was mentioned also in other interviews, like uh, group study and uh, taking advantage of the team in order to to expand the capacity of the team to do work. Um, I was interested to know if, for example, at university you were more uh, girls or boys that were studying because this is one of the aspects that when you have yeah. to build an, a, a mixed gender mixed team, if you don't have enough girls, then, then there's a problem. <laughs> yeah, this is the huge problem. Um, we were my class was, I think, 200 boys, five girls. So wow. it was very unbalanced because mechanical engineer is something that even now is especially uh, in the male cord. <laughs> uh, but uh, I have to say that the girl that I met in university, my friend, uh, were the best of the class, the girl, oh. respect to the boy. So um, yeah, uh, the class was totally unbalanced. So even for the, the, the team, the team in an exam, as you said, uh, it, was, it was not easy, but maybe, I don't know, I, I, was, I was lucky because I, as I was one of the few girls, I, I knew all the girls. So it was uh, easy for me to, to create this kind of mixture class with, with a boy, of course. Mm -hmm. mm. Very, very yeah. nice. And how uh, was there something that you would, for example, have imagined differently during your studies? Or as you mentioned now that you discovered quite late this kind of teamwork and you were 
initially you were more to going towards individual work. Was there something else in the maybe in the educational system or the way you were doing things that you would have liked to do different or one would have liked to have something else like in terms of structure of the studies? Mm. Um, yes. Um, I, I think that I, I have to say with my, um, I, I'm, I'm talking now, of course, about my university, Sapienza University. Uh, the structure was very well organized. Um, on university and class and professor, I, I don't have to say nothing because it's well organized in general. And uh, in Sapienza University, there are very good professors and you have the possibility to study uh, a subject with the amount one of the most experts in the subject in Italy or even in the world sometimes. So it was a very nice occasion for me to to have an educational, uh, education, my education. But uh, I think that another thing that I discovered late was the relation with the professor. Uh, I don't know if it's something related to a male field that something feels me a little bit um, far from the professor. I don't know if, if it's something that is in my personality, but uh, I discovered late to uh, get uh, ask help to professor even after the class mm -hmm. during the um, the the time uh, the dispositional time of the professor and uh, um, uh, this was a very nice time because I learned uh, even more in this in this moment. So it's something that if I can come back uh, at university uh, at the start, I will do. Uh, I will increase more the re the, the personal and professional, of course, mm -hmm. uh, relation uh, with the professor after class, of course. Do you, yeah, do you think it's something that uh, it's also impacted by the fact that you were quite few girls or, or was there somehow another kind of atmosphere or pressure or anything like this that was not expressively in the group or during your studies, but like, you know, like sort of tacit or kind of um, atmosphere that being few girls, you were somehow a little bit pushed in the background or not always visible or... Do you have the sensation of passing through these situations, or yes, uh, you can taste this little feeling. It's not so prominent, but of course you have when you are in um uh, in work or of course in a class, even in this university case, uh, and you are of course. Uh, working with all men but uh, i think that uh, now uh, after university in work uh, i don't feel so much this this kind of differences it's something i think that is related more uh, than your perception maybe from your age because i was 20 18 so it's something that maybe um, gives me a personal uh, um, problem, but not something that you feel outside mm -hmm. yourself. 
it's not coming from other people. It's not coming from professor or your your colleagues. It's something that you feel in yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's it's also a matter of age, as you said. That yeah, you yeah. don't, you're not automatically aware at an early at a young age that uh, yeah. you should have more like sort of trust in not not necessarily trust, but at least feel at the same level with everyone else. See, you have to uh, be able to start to feel co your comfort. And I think it's something that is, in my opinion, related to the age. Because now I'm working in a, in a place uh, where there is, of course, the same imbalance of gender because in mechanical engineering and robotics, uh, the, the, this problem, this imbalance is the same. But of course, now I'm 30, so I, I, I feel myself totally different. Mm. And I, it, I think yeah. also it's an habit mm. because uh, it's 10 years, of course, that I study working in this kind of field, in this kind of environment. So maybe you 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 start to feel uh, more comfortable in this situation. And do you think there could be a way, if, for example, if other young women go through the same process, do you think there could be some tools or things to acknowledge that can help you overcome this at an early age or it's only a matter of experience, you have to go through it either way? Ah, oh, nice question. I think it's more an experience that you have to pass. Mm -hmm. I have to be honest. Uh, I don't know which kind of uh, tool or uh, you can advise to the young uh, girl because it's something that you have to experience on yourself, on your person. Maybe, of course, uh, uh, something that is missing uh, and is the information, because uh, maybe engineering in general and the most male engineering, such uh, mechanical engineer, electronics and robotics, uh, uh, there is not so uh, there is not a great information, uh, especially to for the girls, because it's something that everybody, the common uh, behavior is. is is something related for for the man, and it's it's not true. It's not true. So maybe if if at the high school uh, someone or the high school is, have to be more close to university, so create uh, um, information between the two educational level, uh, mm -hmm. or I don't know specific uh, professionist uh, at university. I don't know something that can create information for the girls in this in this kind of uh, scientific field i think it's important it's very interesting to note also and see exactly how does this image get propagated that for example engineering and different branches of engineering are like male directed yeah. when does this kind of image is being cre created at what age and then as you said also a question of information one one question did you uh, did you have at uh, at high school level any contact for example with like i imagine when you were looking towards university and seeing what you were uh, you wanted to study further did you go to departments or how did you get informed about uh, 
the reality that goes on in the field in a field that you probably wanted to to study further um i don't remember um something at the high school um, i have to be honest but i remember that the only thing i've done is to um go to the open day in my university because i i was sure to to choose a scientific uh, faculty in Fabianza university so i had a look on uh, all the scientific part and i had the possibility to speak uh, with the students because in this little box uh, you can find students and it was very nice uh, but i think something that helped me a lot it was something a work that i've done alone so um i read all the exam in the in the engineering <laughs> to know <laughs> one was expecting you <laughs> yeah yeah but i have to be honest it's not so easy to understand and figure out what what is uh now as uh, in my case uh, in the mechanical engineer by uh, reading uh, the title uh, of an exam it's impossible <laughs> but it for me it was something that uh, it was important i don't know why <laughs> and um Uh, in my case, uh, I was uh, really attracted to the mathematical part. So in my case, I, I chose an engineer that it was the most general because mechanical engineering is not so specific. It's a classical engineer. So you study a little bit of chemistry, physics, uh, or electronics, uh, um, everything. And uh, so I, I was not ready... Uh, I was sure to to be not ready to choose at 18 a specific engineer because I I prefer to be um, a little bit general cover yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah cover all the parts of engineering because I found it every everything's interesting so I, I was not able to to make a choice. But uh, it was nice because when I have um, done the PhD, I had the possibility to be the student in the box uh, after five years. So it was very nice to, to give the advice of the new students. And I, I try, I hope, I try to, to, to give the, the advice that maybe I didn't receive. Uh, five years uh, before so it was a, a nice occasion mm -hmm. so a good a good advice from your side to go to see the open days to uh, whoever would wonder how how different disciplines and different universities work and it's the best tangible yeah. way to get to know them and see exactly what they're doing and see if you can fit if it's your place there or not it's a shame that At the level of high school, there's no more like interest shown in this in this aspect from from not from the university side, but from the high school side. So like undertaking yeah. visits at departments or sort of like uh, labs, going into labs and going to see exactly what happens in the lab. So this, I imagine, is something that is missing somehow. Yeah, I. But honestly, I think that in the recent year something has changed 
because um, I had the possibility to go uh, in some high school to speak with the last year students, so in the time of the toys. Uh, and of course, you know, in Italy now you have to have a period outside the high school, your class, to have an, a work experience. So sometimes uh, maybe a lot of students arrive at university or even here in the, our institute. So you maybe now have a little bit more the possibility to see uh, specifically what is the university and what is the work in this field, in engineering in particular. But of course, we have to do a little bit more, of course. I think. <laughs> of course. Yeah. In terms of your career path after your PhD and now that you're working as a researcher, do you have a sensation that somehow the working atmosphere changed? And if so, you already said that there are fewer men, fewer women, yeah. sorry, in the yeah. even fewer than at the at the level of PhD. But do you think that uh, something changed in terms of atmosphere, working style, and how do you see this? Uh, you mean uh, um, in the unbalanced situation between men and? Also more general in sense in of the working, the working environment, uh, yeah. what, what has shifted? Um, how I already said, I think that uh, you grow, the most important thing is that you grow up and you, are, you have more confidence in yourself. So uh, even in, in the work, it's a process. Even if you start to work, uh, you, you feel uh, uncomfortable, uh, uh, you don't know if you, you can uh, reach uh, your goal, uh, if you, your experience uh, is uh, what your boss wants that you do. So it's, it's a process, uh, but um, I notice, of course, the difference because if you are lucky to have, to have the possibility to work in a very good environment. For me, this is the most important thing. So, um, this barrier, you can overcome this kind of barrier because even your colleagues more, with more experience, um, they didn't feel you as you are the last arrived. So it's something that you can feel so much the the difference between uh, your boss uh, uh, and you but not in terms of experience of course but in terms of possibility um i really like this work because uh it's something that is related on your volunteers it's something that depends on you uh so uh, found an environment uh, which uh, leaves you the the free to choose the, the possibility to choose what you want to study, what you want to uh, go to deeper, the project, uh, a new idea. So it's something that it gives you the possibility to have the switch from university, so from uh, your student status no? in which you, you are under a professor or a system that decide what you have to study that is of course important because you have to have a background that have to be common uh, 
for all engineers. No? Uh, but now you you can understand how this background gives you the possibility to choose your work. And this is really important. It's the basis of research, of course. And, of course, the environment in your work uh, has to be uh, flexible because even in research, not everybody are so agree to a flexible uh, system. So I think it's a balance of lucky. <laughs> and good people around you. Yeah. In terms of a good environment, you mentioned now, uh, and flexibility, especially flexibility, flexible working environment. How do you see, for example, also this kind of, do you see the, the uh, as a sort of barrier, the fact that there are, Uh, competitive research fundings and one has to perform and one has to publish and one has to uh, keep under so much stress how do you think how do you keep your balance in in this work mm. environment between all these <laughs> factors <laughs> well i will discover it i will i will answer to this question no uh, it's not easy i think i i am in the situation that I am uh, already now I'm learning. Uh, it's not so easy uh, to, to find this balance because uh, you, you, are, uh, you follow your passion, what you want to study, but at the same time, as you say, uh, the system requires to, um, to have results, to have goals, so it's not so a free research, of course, because uh, you have to run to have the best curriculum, the, the best uh, publication. So I, I, it's not, uh, <laughs> this it's is my fight. problem. <laughs> it's a fight. Yeah, yeah, it's a fight. I start my day or my week by doing to-do lists. I have to finish that. I have to finish that in this date, in this date. But every time there is something that enter in your list and you can see the end very 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 far but i think it's something that you will never learn in research i think <laughs> but uh, but it depends uh, on your experience of course um yeah Yeah, so it's, I hope to found this balance soon. <laughs> I imagine it's a challenging, challenging field, and uh, where with experience you you manage to to uh, to go ahead. Uh, one thing that I uh, forgot to ask you is if during the university studies you had also other um, kind of interests outside of formal education, and what were these interests like hobbies or what were you doing outside of university? Yes, of course. Um, it's not so easy to maintain hobbies during uh, university in general, especially <laughs> during engineering. Um, unfortunately, I during high school I was playing to um, uh, play volley team, uh, but uh, with university I had to stop because it was too much but I discovered new hobbies that are 
more uh, comfortable with the university study. I start to practice yoga. <laughs> I don't know if you because I add uh, uh, because I need maybe to relax myself. I don't know, but I start this and I also. Uh, during, especially at university, I become some um, tutor for incoming students because I, I'm really passionate in other culture, discover a new culture, with the, the um, spend time with other people. Uh, I have to be, I, I can't be alone. I have to be with other people. So I really like this and uh, I link my passion with the, the languages, the, the travel, uh, with my university or bureaucratic help uh, for the incoming students. But of course, in general, when I finish the exam, I spend all my time abroad. So it was, I think, my, my first passion in general uh, during and after university. Mm -hmm. It's a very interesting aspect that you're talking about incoming student. I, uh, student, I was wondering if you as you were speaking much about organizational things, uh, did you have also encounters with students to see exactly what they were interested or doing or this stopped only at the level of uh, giving them a hand from an administrative point of view, like settling in and something? Yeah, yeah, we, I had the possibility to um, become a general help from them. So it's something that is not so also bureau, only bureaucratical part, mm -hmm. but even for the knowing of the city, I don't know, uh, outside even activities outside the university because you in a in a way you become friends and you have the possibility to share time together or the advice for the class for the professor or especially to overcome the languages barrier because. Um, I work a lot with um, South American uh, students, so maybe uh, not so many were speaking English or Italian. So during the exam, I found myself like I don't know uh, um, a traductor to 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 have no uh, the 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 the, the exchange with uh, the professor. So. Uh, I think these organizations are important uh, to open your mind, uh, to enter in contact with other, other, other reality. And after that, I, I was in Erasmus huh. uh, for my master thesis. I was in France and uh, for one year it was a very nice experience. So after my already experience in university, I was a little bit more ready to be alone abroad uh, in a in a not so a far country but i didn't speak french at all uh, so it was a very challenging experience uh, during the university and how did you live like the sort of the system how did you find the system the french system educational system was it something found that you found that complemented somehow the way you were doing things at your own university in Italy or how did you find this possibility to be able to compare also between educational systems? 
uh, I only did the the final project of the master, so I didn't have class in France, so I don't know the difference between class. Uh, but I think in terms of research, I noticed that the difference not so much as a approach. Uh, the difference may be uh, in the possibility because university uh, were directly linked with uh, companies, enterprise. In France, the, the, the university INSA, where I study, was uh, uh, financed by Airbus uh, or General Electric. So, big company uh, financing scholarship projects. So, you in this university you have the possibility to have experiment in a high level or laboratory with high level instruments so i think that uh this the, the main difference that i noticed between our laboratory in italy and in the french part and how did you find this difference what what was uh, similar and not in terms of i don't know the way that uh, no. in, in terms of professor and student approach, mm -hmm. I found it a little bit similar to the Italian one. Mm -hmm. The main differences are uh, in a practical uh, approach. So the, the laboratory, the physical instrumentation that you have to, to have your test, to develop your thesis. So the, the, um, the possibility in terms of uh, instrumentation that, of course, are important in engineering. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. As you were mentioning also big companies like General Electric and so on, I was wondering what you thought about uh, research, the difference between being a researcher in academia and being employed in the private field in, for example, marine robotics. How do you see this yeah. difference? Why did you stay in academia and why didn't you go, for example, in, uh, in, in a private company? I think that I never work in a private company, uh, but I, I see my, my friends, my colleagues, and I, I learn from uh, their experience. Um, I was motivated to stay in academia because I really like um, the possibility that we have to go into detail to something. Because I noticed that in private sector, in company, the work is more uh, general sometimes, of course. Or even if you um, are an engineer that have to be into detail, maybe you can pass 10 years on this detail. So there is not uh, a balance between this, uh, this approach. And uh, another thing that I noticed in private sector that the engineering work is in a way um, changing because it's something that is related to the organization, to the relation with the client, relation to the public or the internal organization of the project, but not related to the design process, project engineer work. It's something that is related to the fact that the engineering work is changing because it's normal now. Technologies are cha is changing, so even the uh, the figure 
of engineering is changing with this uh, transformation. Um, I prefer the, the academia part because you have to, the possibility to follow the project in each part from the start to the end, uh, to be part of each part with your, with your study. And uh, of course, the, the free, you are free to decide which is the best solution for you. And you can change because you, you, you can change very easily. And another thing that I really like on this in, of this work is the, um, the relation that you have with the students because you are in a continuous education, uh, uh, yourself education, but even for the other people. So we have a lot of students here in the Institute and you have the possibility to follow them with the master thesis or postdoctoral uh, sorry, thesis and during university, uh, you have the possibility to have professors to have a lesson, a laboratory teaching, and this is a very a part that I really like. I I don't want to uh, sacrifice this part of it's my work. It's something that you cannot find in uh, companies no. where there are teams working on specific things and then they go the product, push the product to market, and then they work on yeah. other products. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a chain. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's a chain. And do you have many colleagues from your university or uh, that you know or um, who made this change from academia to to industry? And what do you think motivated their their decision? Like more security than long term security, being employed by a private company, or what could be? Yeah, the majority part of my colleagues choose uh, the the private sector. Uh, I think that is, of course. Uh, absolutely normal for an engineer because the engineering engineer work is in private company because uh, I don't feel so uh, an engineer because I uh, a weird engineer no because the researcher of course are engineer in this case in my case but we are even other something other no it's uh, something that bypass engineer. Um, I, I think that the, motiv the principal motivation is, of course, uh, the long-term security that is, of course, important. And uh, um, the, it's a natural uh, end of university because uh, university uh, engineer doesn't uh, mm, gives you uh, the natural possibility to go in academia. It's natural for professors that you become an engineer and you will work in a company. Not so uh, many professors give you all, also the research overview of their work. So uh, it's something that engineering can be really uh, split between no, the, the engineering work and the research part. So maybe there is not so a mixture of this kind of aspect um, during the class and during the university, of course. It's something that is not so related to uh, our um, 
our faculty. Maybe it's more to into I don't know um, other other faculty in which is more noble to to become professor such as I don't know mathematics or uh, literature. No, it's something more close. But we, when you finish a university, you you have a profession something that gives you the possibility to work outside. So you, you don't have this connection, strong connection with academia. I think this is, uh, mm. in Italy, this is the, the feeling. Mm. It's also a very interesting parallel between what you were saying now in terms of that an engineer has more, sort of uh, the image of engineer has been constructed in such a way that it leads normally to work in the private. So it's a, it's a, like sort of a job instead uh, yeah. being a professor and researcher is something a little bit different. Maybe it's yeah. a, a nice parallel also to how we constructed the image that the engineer is like more male dominated and it's a predominantly male field where access is not not uh, not so easy i was wondering if you during your earlier years when you slowly decided to study engineering um were you confronted with kind of stereotypes or when you for example maybe manifested your future plans to study engineering did you encounter like contradictory opinions from people not necessarily from your family but generally speaking mm -hmm. No, I have to say I, I was lucky on that because I I never found some some someone told me ah why engineer no 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 I have to say no maybe more from my family <laughs> but not for capacity or uh, something not related to no it's a male faculty. Maybe because I come from a, fam a family full of uh, professors in literature, in Greek, and artists, musicians. So it's something engineer. Why you you engineer? You you are destroying uh, <laughs> the legacy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, in general, I didn't have the. Um, uh, I I didn't met this kind of. Person, no, I, I was lucky. Maybe I was lucky. <laughs> you say lucky, then you maybe I assume that you think that there are enough stereotypes around this uh, the idea that a girl, a woman uh, can follow whatever path she would like to follow, even if it's very technical indeed and very yeah. high end. No, no, of course. And you were mentioning also this interesting fact that. Uh, one of your interests is uh, in projects that relate to uh, blue growth and sustainability. And I wanted to ask you a little bit more about how you think this aspect of sustainability, uh, blue growth and mechanics match. Where do you find yeah. this connection? <laughs> uh, it's not always fine to, uh, easy to find it, but uh, no, uh, I start to work in this kind of project because I also, I'm also interested in the environmental part. You know, of course, that marrying, uh, uh, marrying problem uh, related to the environment is something that everybody uh, is talking about this, uh, fortunately, but uh, unfortunately, it's... Mm, 
uh, only now because it's a problem that is uh, exist uh, a long time ago, so it's something that is uh, uh, outside in our life uh, only in these, I think, few few years because it's something really new. And uh, the, the the principal correlation is that, um, and I think it's easy to find even in marine robotics, um, and it's related to something that I really like in marine robotics uh, is the possibility that you have to work in a multidisciplinary field because uh, uh, it's not marine robotics, it's not a technology itself, but it's a technology that you it can be used for other, all different scope. Now it's something that you can use to have the monitoring of the sea, uh, the monitoring of the sand in terms of security of the naval traffic, or control of the biodiversity, control of the um, erosion problem related to the uh, climate change, for example, or the control of the port emission, um, and so on. So uh, fortunately, in this last year, there are many projects which try to link the use of this technology for environmental scope that are very important and useful. And it's, it's very challenging and it's very stimulating because you in this, in this project you have the possibility to work with uh, uh, biologists, uh, biotechnologists, uh, or um, uh, electronics, of course, uh, robotics, mechanics, and uh, even with uh, um, philosophists uh, uh, or lawyers, because uh, um, a great part of this work is related to the law, no? That you have to respect. Uh, I don't know, in terms of um, law related to the discharge of uh, engine and other things from the boat, uh, um, the, the regulation related to the emissions from the naval uh, sector. So uh, it, I, I found it very interesting to have the possibility to, to have an overview of the environment that's, that is because there is a, a world outside your technology and your technology is part of this work. You can't work on your technologies without having this global look in, in the environment. So this is the, the main reason because I start to work in this and I, I found a word, I discover totally another word. Uh, so uh, in, this, in this way, I found very easily the, cor the correlation, the correlation. Um, that's very, very interesting because uh, you were also at the start, you were, um, I, I recall that you were saying that women and girls, you see this particularity of uh, women in engineering being more detail oriented and so on. And uh, this aspect of multidisciplinarity of marine robotics that leads to blue growth and sustainability. Do you think that in this context and thinking about women researchers this way that uh, such women would have 
somehow a better advantage of working, for example, in marine robotics and sustainability connected uh, to this field? Or how do you see things? Um, I think that uh, women have um, another approach, as I told, uh, because uh, you, we are more into this global vision, this uh, multidisciplinary vision. Sometimes when I work with my male colleagues, they are very good from the technical part, but if you say to them to go a little bit outside of the box, there is a moment, panic moment. So uh, I think that is a general, it's a natural uh, behavior of the woman. In fact, in this uh, project, uh, I start to work in an environment that is full of women uh, from uh, from uh, all uh, this kind of profession that I mentioned. So I think um, the added value of a woman in married robotics can be, of course, uh, uh, mostly related to uh, have a global vision, to have a, an open mind, uh, if I can say, uh, and um, an attitude for the multidisciplinary task in general. I think that is in general uh, true for all the scientific fields, not only for engineering or marine robotics. I think it's, it's something that can be applied for everybody. Of course. And what kind of satisfaction, for example, do you think, for you personally, for example, what kind of satisfaction, concrete satisfaction does your work give to you? Like every day from smaller details to bigger ones, like coming out with a research output, tangible one. Mm, I think that for me, is uh, when I uh, face, because in research you face every day with something that is new something that is unknown. It's something that you, even if you're little field, it's not, some, it's not a great discover, no? Uh, but you discover, you develop alone with other, without other helps, of course, the helps of your institution and your colleagues, but not, uh, the helps come not from uh, something that is bigger than you or something that in which you take part as a point of a chain. No? It's something that comes from your idea and you can see realized with your hand. I think that this is something that is not, as not, uh, uh, there is not other things other, other work in which you can see that in, you can have this kind of satisfaction. So this is one unique point. And just a closing thing to, to round off a little bit our discussion, what we, would be uh, your own advice to young girls and women who maybe could struggle in deciding to go for a more technical career or what career in specifically in marine robotics? Uh, maybe it's a banal one, but it's not so original. But um, I think that when girls, women, young girls want to reach something, have to go straight uh, for, for across uh, their street without uh, listening nobody. 
nobody, even the family, but nobody, <laughs> nobody at all. Uh, you, 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 of course, if you want, you can reach your, your, your goal. And another thing that is not to uh, uh, be scared to, to ask help to anybody. Because uh, even in this process, in engineering, uh, um, even girls are part of a group, of a team. So there is not a problem to ask problem, uh, to ask help if you didn't um, have, you, you feel, that, you feel uh, that you, you can't overcome a problem because uh, the problem, uh, you don't have to overcome the problem alone. Mm-hmm. at all and this is important that's a very nice advice to close off today's uh, interview thank you very much Elena once again for sharing your story with us and giving also advice and I wish you the best of uh, success and uh, luck with the, all of your future projects and current projects thank you very much thank you for thank you. the invitation our <laughs> thank pleasure <you. laughs> bye Thank you.